Welcome to Series 2 of Gaia's Toolbox. This time I'll be doing a bit more solo speaking on themes, concepts and ideas that fall within the same framework as Series 1. What you'll hear in Series 2 will be wisdom that came to me directly from Mother Earth through working with her plant medicines. So I still very much consider this to be Gaia's Toolbox. Wisdom and truth channeled directly from her for us to help us navigate this period of great change with grace, discernment, and celebration. Okay, so today's topic, for me, very naturally flows on from the last topic. And today we're gonna talk about philanthropy as the new paradigm, or as the true paradigm. And last time we talked about the ecosystem, and we talked about it in the context of our existence and of this intrinsic understanding of ourselves as part of this self-sustaining natural ecosystem of giving and receiving, of exchange of resources, just like the breath in and the breath out, you know, this limitless flow of nourishment both in and out. And this idea that where we as humans have moved into the collective shadow frequency is where we attach all these parameters, these quantitative parameters around giving and receiving. And that is a distortion of the simple embodiment of of giving and receiving, of nourishment. Mother nature knows only nourishment. And just like Richard Rudd talks about in the 27th Gene Key, um, if you look at this in the context of the food chain, Every single entity or every single being on this earth is here to be eaten by someone else. And that's actually, that made me laugh when I read it. I was like, God, it's true. Like we're all just food. You know, we we arrive and we serve a purpose. You know, we're here to to participate in the exchange within the ecosystem and then at the end of our life cycle we die and we give back whether it's with our rotting corpses <laughs> sorry to to speak so bluntly but it's true whether it's with with any animal that dies or any fruit that rots into the ground or anything like that we become food for the earth again and while we were alive we contributed in some way and our way as humans is our creative genius, our uniqueness, our unique creative genius. And this is what I want to remind you of as we move into a new understanding of the word philanthropy. Because ultimately philanthropy is about taking that idea of a human genius, creative genius, and then choosing where to contribute, choosing where to channel that choosing where to direct your love, your energy and your creative genius. So let us go to the word philanthropy. So forever, I mean, God, for as long as I can remember, I have always seen philanthropy as the idea of a wealthy individual or a a, a corporation or just an entity, a benefactor of some kind, investing their wealth, their financial wealth, into a worthy cause and it's this idea that you have to be wealthy in order to be a philanthropist and that it's a very exclusive group and that it somehow comes with morality attached to it like high morality and that you can't be a philanthropist unless you have money 
And we sort of judge people for being, you know, people that do have money, we judge them on, you know, have they donated their money to worthy causes? If not, then they must be jerks. So I would like to invite in a different, a truer definition of the word philanthropy. So if you look at the root of the word, the etymological root of the word philanthropy, it comes from the ancient Greek and it literally means a love of humanity. It's a love of humanity. And just that phrase, if you just pause and let that sink in for a second. Philanthropy means a love of humanity. So humanity being just this like really zoomed out idea of not just humans, but just the human experience and the human collective. And so it's this idea of, it's not about investing your wealth your wealth and your riches. If this is a love of humanity, then philanthropy is about investing your love into humanity. It's about investing your time and your energy into causes that are in service to humanity. It's investing your love, your time and your energy into a higher purpose into a higher consciousness. It's about being intentional where you contribute your time, your love and your energy. It's becoming discerning. It's becoming discerning with looking around and recognising where the best use of your love and your time and your energy would be. It's literally like if you held in your hand a little ball of creative life, creative energy, which by the way you do, but let's just say that you can see it and you understand that you can pour that onto any seedling and the seedling being a project or a community or an enterprise or anything and that that would then spring up into this incredible flourishing creation. It's about really that gift, that playful, curious, loving gift of being able to look around and Understanding that you have an unlimited amount of this little beautiful energy that you can then pour into projects and you end up always choosing creations and projects that really resonate with you because you know that you can actually be of service to that project and you love nothing more than to watch this thing spring up with your support and with your nourishment and with your participation and the fulfillment that you would get at the end of that So can you see how different that is from the idea of thinking that you're moving forwards as an individual, you're alone and you're trying to work out how you can best move forward in a way that benefits you. I mean, you can just completely feel the difference between those two approaches. So philanthropy really is, it's a way of life. It's about deeply understanding that we are one species, that we are one organism on Gaia and that we are here to give and receive unconditionally in both senses, to give unconditionally and to receive unconditionally and that our contribution is this beautiful distillation of our human gifts, our mind, so we can look and discern and find truth and organize and find patterns and see through illusions. I mean, our minds are the most incredible gifts as human beings. And it's about using these human gifts 
and alchemizing them with your creative genius and then investing that intentionally into shared higher consciousness, into a shared purpose. And when I say higher consciousness or a shared purpose, all I mean is that you are deliberately engaging with something that is lifting humanity out of the collective shadow consciousness. And this doesn't just have to be really large scale projects. This can be on a domestic level. This can be pausing before you unleash your an emotional torrent on your loved one. It can be about recognizing that emotional alchemy and just pausing, processing your emotions internally for a minute and then deciding intentionally what to then share with your partner, taking responsibility for your own emotions so that you can cleanly communicate with your loved ones, is a form of philanthropy because it's understanding that if you if you somehow manage to follow that approach when you feel an emotional surge and instead of vomiting that all over the other person which is something that a lot of us have been taught now that is the healthy thing to do but maybe it's not maybe we can start to take responsibility back and in a social situation or in a domestic situation maybe higher consciousness or a shared purpose can look like you taking full responsibility for your emotions quietly when something comes up, you just take a moment to quietly alchemize as much as you can internally until you are left with something worthy to share with the other person. And so often you'll end 99% of it you won't share because you're like, okay, I can see where that's me. All right. Well, I'm just going to share how I'm feeling. And then you've shared in this beautiful, responsible, clean way. And you have contributed into higher consciousness and you've contributed into the shared higher purpose of your relationship in a way that lifts you up and you know this this idea of philanthropy being an investment of your love into humanity can you see the millions of ways this could play out but it's ultimately a paradigm shift in you where you stop seeing this as a lone journey and when I say a lone journey I mean this intrinsic collective selfishness that we've all that we all dwell within if we're honest and when I say selfishness I just mean this idea that you have to look at your life path and your job and yourself in a relationship all the ways that you engage with life you look at it as like your own journey and you look at everybody else as like the source of your joy or the source of your discomfort And you actually are missing out on the point that we are one organism and that by by investing into that organism, the fulfillment that you receive, the wonder, that, that is the feeling of true life. And please let me assure you that I am in no way diminishing the courage that it takes to, to leap over that huge first hurdle of moving from thinking about the self into thinking of about the collective because it is really difficult to do because we've been conditioned to think about ourselves alone we have you know if if i take the example of being an entrepreneur for example or even of being um in the context of your work of your job especially I can I really want to speak to my own demographic here because it's one that I understand but especially if you are um 
an entrepreneur or self-employed or you know you've got your own business or you're you have various different service offerings you will likely be spending a lot of your time worrying about money thinking about what your service offerings can be and how you can get as many people to sign up to them as possible because you need to make x amount of money to pay the rent or whatever it is and you're thinking about your profile and how you can make your profile as high as possible and how you can get as much engagement with your projects as possible and how you can get as many followers as possible and and you you then when you look outwards you're like okay who can I partner up with and usually you know, whether you like to admit it or not, thoughts will creep in of like, who would be good for me to partner up with to bring it back to me? Like, how can I boost my own profile? And there's no shame in this. This is just the truth. This is just the hard truth of how it is for most of us, because that's how we've been conditioned. Every single course that you take about your business is literally based on you coming up with ways to to build your own business. And it's just always bringing it back to you. And actually, I would like to invite you into a complete 180 in terms of how you look at your contribution. Because when you align with the energy of philanthropy, and when you consciously choose to align yourself with creations that hold a higher vibration, whether that's business projects, people, books, mother nature, fun, laughter, friendships, teachings, whatever it is, When you choose to follow purposes and causes and all those things, those creations that feel like they're lifting humanity up, you're proactively choosing to invest your life into a higher purpose. And if you combine this with others, so i.e. if you live your life as a philanthropist, and you combine this with your with your fractal line, and I'm going to talk more about this at some point, um, but I won't go too much into it now. But just in a nutshell, your fractal line is the idea that you have a, a lineage with whom you're supposed to work and create in this life, like a sole business family, let's say. And these people are all magnetized chemically and energetically to the same teachings and the same transmissions as you. So it's this idea, this philanthropy is the idea of I have gifts to contribute and I want to know where those gifts would be best received. I'm going to look around and I'm going to use my heart discernment to see where my creative genius can best serve a a higher purpose. And you look around and you find those people whom you know to be part of your fractal because you can feel this like, shared common purpose and you put your heart and soul into into whatever it is like whether it's just a conversation or whether it's something that you guys create together that is true philanthropy and to do business in that way to live your life fully with that attitude it's a it's an attitude shift rather than thinking what can I do today for my own business it's I see how much I have to give and I want I would like to know where to give it today because the moment you start engaging with life in that way the most profound changes will happen it is a paradigm shift first and foremost and when I say a paradigm shift I mean a diff a way 
it's a new clarity that suddenly blossoms inside of you. And clarity is the key to all of these things that your soul yearns for. Because ultimately, like, the yearnings that you feel deep within your body are actually just remnants of old ancestral shadows, like the shadow to evolve, the shadow, the, sorry, the urge to evolve or the urge to survive. You know, this is ancestral primal fears, like I need to survive, I need to find food for myself, all of this. Those have now become distorted and become adapted to the modern world and it's, I need to get ahead of everybody else. And, you know, you've got to admit these things. You know, we can't just pretend they're not there. It's a... This is a collective shadow. It's okay. Like we can shine a light on it and we can use that um, that primal urge to move forwards. It's a momentum. It's an incredible momentum. It's the, it's the momentum that um, allowed us to evolve as human beings. It's like literally allowed us to change form. That's a gift. That's why there's always a gift within the shadow. So the shadow is this like yearning for a better life. And then the gift within that is, okay, I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to choose where to apply it. And if I apply it into a shared higher purpose, into a higher consciousness, that's when pure alchemical magic occurs. It really does. And, you know, this idea of looking around and recognising who you're supposed to blend with in this life who you're supposed to alchemize with this leads us into a whole other topic which i'm obsessed with this idea of synarchy this idea of self-led networks all working together all of us weaving our unique gifts together into a self-sustaining network and that is the natural order of things and there's no room in there for panicking about your own business and like self-worth coming into it and you know parameter-based exchange can you see how all of these things are distortions and they, they make life so much harder you know I'm just going to give you like a tangible relatable uh example or, or whatever just in myself that I've spent uh how long okay I'm now 38 so 10 years at least as an entrepreneur well I've, I've only ever had like very few jobs working for other people but I've spent 10 years on in this current vibe that I'm in now. And I would say a good eight years of that was like operating in a distortion of that truth where I put all of my efforts, I'm not going to say my heart and soul because it wasn't my heart or my soul, but I put all of my efforts into trying to bend and force my path into one that I thought would look good because I had very clear um, goals in my head and those goals were based on money in my bank account because I thought that by having a certain amount of money in my bank account I would feel good about myself and everything I did was was for the purpose of making money I mean that's just how it is I'm, I'm saying this with no shame it's because I thought but then if I dug into why I needed to make that money it was like well who who would even know what's in my bank account it's like literally I thought that I would click onto my online banking, see the, all the zeros and be like, ah. I mean, it's just so silly if you think about it. Imagine being alone, looking at your online banking, seeing all the zeros. Like, how would that feeling compare to the feeling of being part of the most incredible collaborative effort where you're actually 
engaging with like living streams of ecstatic higher consciousness. So anyway, there I am back, you know, in in this last decade, like just constantly in this cycle of like trying and forcing. And it must have been so obvious because you can always tell when you are um, brainstorming or discussing or when it, when somebody comes your way with whom you could do something in business, you can always tell when they are emanating this hunger for to be full. They're like, I need X, Y, Z out of this. And I just have full compassion for that because it's just mirroring my own. We all have this yearning. It's like, I need to fill myself up with, you know, whether it's money or whether it's searching for the perfect partner or whatever it is, but it's it's very often money. And that just, that that is literally goes against the most intrinsic part of yourself, which is that you are not here to operate as an individual um, trying to force resources with all these conditions attached. That is, there's no wonder that it doesn't work because you haven't yet understood the secret to prosperity. And prosperity doesn't just mean money, it means it means uh, having a rich life of of relationships and purpose. But the true secret to prosperity is in unconditional giving. And I know this, for some people, this is going to be triggering to hear. And, and I, I'm sorry if it triggers you, but I'm not sorry because it's a good thing. Because again, let me bring it back to myself. In the last few years, as I remember reading these words and these teachings for the first time and thinking oh God, that sounds, I get it. I really want to be there. And then just working with it as a living wisdom, because remember, these are living streams. These are archetypes that have survived through the centuries, through myth and through legend. And it's inside of us, these teachings. We know them. They're they're the truth within our DNA. So the minute you sort of start contemplating it, you're unlocking it and it does start to fill your, your cells. So you will start to anchor and embody these codes, these codes of, of abundance, like the real co- codings of abundance. As, as I began to anchor those in, in the last few years, this melting away began, this melting away of a need to put myself first. And I'd begun to understand the true meaning of being in service. And before I had always equated being in service as a compromise of some sort, I equated it with being depleted and I equated it with having to give something up. And even when I could see that there would be a reward for being in service back in the day, like, even if there's a hint of giving with the expectation of getting something back, believe me, even if it's the merest, the merest shred of expectation, it's not. It's You might as well be in full expectation. It's like there's no difference between being fully manipulative and like greedy or being even a tiny bit. Energetically, it's the same thing. So the minute that I actually understood it, and this realization was sort of a relatively slow dawning inside of myself. I, my entire life is different. I now, I mean, I, I never in a million years could have foreseen the 
people that have come into my life, the partnerships, the collaborations, the ideas, the invitations, and everything that I'm doing falls under the umbrella of, umbrella of philanthropy because even if I'm not specifically um, contributing my love and my effort into a project, I'm contributing it back into love. I'm contributing my love back into love. I'm putting my attention into the embodiment of love. So I am investing myself into a higher purpose, into higher consciousness. And it just feels like this massive, reflective, like bouncy mirror of joy where I'm like, oh my God, the more I literally live in that space, the richer and more prosperous my life feels. Today, I was singing my heart out in the car and I was like, God, why am I so happy today? Then I realized it's because everything I'm doing brings me so much joy. The farm project that me and Simon have taken on, you know, uh, and there's so many specifics about this project, you know, this you know, we have the chance really to spearhead a really impactful um, ecological project around the waterways. Um, and I won't go into detail, but it, it, I mean, it really could have like real impact. And I thought, my God, I never could have foreseen that I would end up like being part of a seriously impactful project for Mother Earth. And just the fact that I'm able to partner with the people that I am and to work with plant medicines in the way that I am and the communities that have built up from from having been in service to the plant medicines, like genuinely to be in service to cacao, for example, the community that's come from that. And then the, um, the, the creations that I'm getting to make with the people within that community. And it's just like never in my wildest dreams. And it all came from relaxing and stopping seeing my life as this big pursuit of uh, wealth and of status and of what can I get out of this for myself. So I don't, this doesn't come straight away. It's a, it's a process, but I promise you, if you take that first courageous leap and you, and the next time you're planning an event for your business or the next time you're posting something and there's this energy behind it of what can I get out of this or the next time you have a chance to actually action something that feels like it might be a compromise but your heart knows that it's not I promise you you will see immediate that the, the, the evening out like mother earth immediately comes in and you're you know whatever you've contributed just in, instantly gets given back to you it's like instant because it comes even in the form of a glow in your heart Okay, so I really hope this has given you the beginnings of a paradigm shift. I promise you that this is the key to a prosperous life. <laughs>